What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. My guest today is my good friend, Garson Skelton. What's up? How's it going, man? It's going quite well today, and it's about to be even better because we are having a conversation and sharing a nice beer, a brewski, if you will. Absolutely. So, you're a return guest. Right. Yep, yep. Glad to um, be back. Yes, thank you so much for for joining me again. And uh, let's not beat around the bush, okay? All right. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to find new ways to to lift and stay in shape and still enjoy life and mm. uh, not have to socially isolate. Um, so kind of came up with the idea, um, and it's, it's been in the back of my mind for a while, uh, squats and hops. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's two things that I love. I love training, love lifting, um, love talking to people about training and lifting. And then, um, also I, I love a good craft beer. Um, mm. I think, you know, it's, it's some of the things that, that, uh, breweries and brewers are putting out there is, is a lot of fun and it's, it's, uh, it's so much flavor and taste and, and, um, I enjoy them both and I like talking about them both. So, uh, that was kind of what got it started. And, and honestly, uh, COVID was kind of a big part of it because it was, it was kind of one of those things in the back of my mind that it's like, Oh yeah, I'd like to do something with that idea, but I just need the time. And, um, <laughs> COVID happened and uh, wife and I started working from home and it was kind of one of those things. Well, let's, let's glass half full it. Let's find a way to take advantage of, of being at home and do some things that maybe we wouldn't do or be able to do if we didn't have this time. And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of how it got started. And, you know, that was, or that was there. And then the other thing that kind of happened was um, I kept getting, friends and stuff and and they would ask me like hey i want to work out but i'm not going to my gym all i have is a set of dumbbells and a resistance band or i have this i have this random collection of equipment like what can i do mm-hmm. and, and that was the other thing and it was you know um you know because even my wife has signed up and bought some you know bikini boot camp beach blast kit and it's you know it's a pdf and mm-hmm. it's got the printout and this is what it is and you figure it out on your own and and my thought was like what if i could do something better than that not that those are bad but mm-hmm. what if i could find a way to you tell me what you have i'll build a good sound training program based on the equipment you have mm-hmm. and we can kind of go back and forth from there and, and and get it figured out so it was kind of those two things like time and then people kept asking me about it and like about workouts that like hey what can i do i've got a backpack with full of books um what can i do and so i just kind of started working on it and then uh, like i said I, I love talking about beer so let's you know find that niche um find something <laughs> that sets you apart because there's there's tons of of honestly there's tons of workout places but mm-hmm. um and it's something that you and I have talked about a bunch. It's something I do is how can you work out, get in shape and, and not feel like you have to 
to socially isolate or um, punish yourself for going on a date or going out with your friends and having a beer, you know, because mm-hmm. we all know that person or we've been that person where it's like, hey, we're going to lunch at such and such. And you're like, oh, I can't, I can't eat there. There's, there's nothing for me to eat or, hey, mm-hmm. come to happy hour with us and let's, let's just have a good time and catch up. And, uh, you know, I'm not drinking right now. I'm on a, uh, a cleanse that somebody I went to high school with sold me on Facebook. <laughs> so that's all I can drink. I, I can't have a beer. Um, and that's, that's the worst part about it. And that's the worst part about trying to get in shape is there's so many things you can't do and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's, it's, you can enjoy life. Um, if, if you plan for it and you plan mm-hmm. accordingly. So, um, I guess that that's kind of a long roundabout way of saying it. Um, kind of what, what kind of spurred it on and got it is, uh, you know, it gives me an av- avenue to talk training and, and talk beer. And I think those are two things that are, they just get better with other people. They get better with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, an okay beer becomes a great beer if you're sharing it with friends and you're, mm. you're sitting at a table or as the last six months or however long it's been, has been over a FaceTime or a, <laughs> a video chat, you know, mm-hmm. um, And it's the same way with working out, you know, a a training program is good, but when you're able to train with others or you have a training buddy or somebody to lift with, it becomes better. Um, Better. So yeah, that's kind of what got me going on this. That's awesome. So yeah, we've, we've uh, shared a few beers since, uh, since grad school. Yes. And, uh, it, it really wasn't until that point that I had that I had ever had beer, so it was I, I was very very um, I guess new to the game, let's say, with regards to you know the I thought all beer was the same, so I I think I'm a little bit more advanced, I guess, with regards to not just my palate but my my knowledge of the different types of beers. So for those who have absolutely no idea, um, and maybe before we get to that, maybe you can tell us a little bit about, um, I mean, you're, you're a, a certified strength and conditioning specialist, you're certified, uh, power lifting coach or Olympic lifting coach. Um, uh, what do you, what do you have to do to be, you know, knowledgeable when it comes to craft beer? So, uh, you know, I wanted to start off by saying I'm, you know, very similar to you. Um, I, I didn't drink a lot, um, in college, like I, I barely drank in college and except for the occasional nights at night at crickets, um, Mm -hmm. and, and grad school. And, And even then it was because most of the time college parties was Keystone or, you know, Bush Miller Bush was whatever was cheap. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it started off as I didn't like the taste of that. And, and also being, you know, trying to stay fit. It was like, I don't, I don't want to spend calories on something that doesn't taste good. Mm -hmm. So, um, and my thing was always, you know, trying new beers as I gradually got into it. But, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's very similar to you kind of, it's just like, I, I 
I didn't like it. And if I'm not going to like it, I'm not going to drink it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, getting knowledge. So I would say for one, um, you have to drink beer and be willing to (laughs) be willing to, to try new things. And so, um, that's one big part of it. And, and, uh, I've got a, a really good friend in Austin, Jeff, uh, give him a shout out. He was kind of my Sherpa on this guide, uh, mm. to craft beer because he, he would, I mean, throw beers at me from all over the world. He, he, he trades and, um, he has, has, uh, ways to get beer and stuff. And he, he got beer from places I had never heard of. And he would be like, Hey, just try this or, or, Hey, this is from Louisiana, or this is from Treehouse, or this is from, uh, Parrish. And, and it just slowly started showing me all these, these great beers. Um, and, and actually he, uh, behind me here is a, a chart of all the different types of hops that he got mm. me. Um, when I actually became a, a certified beer server. So, um, Cicerone is the beer equivalent to, uh, a sommelier in wine. Mm. Um, and the Cicerone organization, they have, they have courses that you can go and, um, take and the level one is a certified beer server. So if, if you've been to a really good craft beer bar or, or a brewery, more than likely their bartender is a, a certified beer server. And it, it, it covers things from how to, uh, tap a keg and replace a keg line and, and stuff like that to, um, tasting profiles and, uh, different styles and, and, uh, common, you know, common traits of different beers and, you know, what, a uh, just the, the, a little bit of knowledge. It's a very broad, um, kind of entry level one. And then they have different tiers on the way up. Um, but again, it was kind of, uh, you know, I enjoy this. I was kind of mm-hmm. looking at it again, COVID during lockdown, I had some time and I was like, Hey, let's see what happens. And give me something to read and something to do. And when I have mm-hmm. some extra time. So I, I don't know what the, um, Venn diagram looks like, but I can't imagine there's much overlap when it comes to certified strength and conditioning specialists and certified <laughs> beer servers. <laughs> I have to imagine that overlap is very, very small. Pretty narrow. Um, yeah. But, but also, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, going back to getting into it, uh, you know, one of your other guests, uh, David, uh, and sticks and stones, you know, we, every year we'd go to NSCA's coaching clinics and wherever they mm-hmm. are in the country. And we had some hard and fast rules and it's, um, you, you have to drink local and you can't drink anything you've ever had before. Mm-hmm. And so you just start trying new stuff and you develop, Oh, I like this. I like these kind of beers. I, I don't like, like personally, I, I'm not a big fan of wheat beers and saisons or saisons and, and it's just, they don't do it for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know he hates IPAs and, um, to his dismay, I've, I've grown to love them. So, <laughs> so tell us what you're drinking currently. So this, um, and my super stylish Dwight Schrute bears beats Battlestar Galactica glass, um, <laughs> is, is hop work orange, um, or hot burst orange, sorry, hot burst orange. It's out of, uh, Waco ale co, uh, and, and Waco and, um, uh, met with him. I've been there a couple times. I, I met the owner, uh, went in once and he was sitting there and, uh, just started talking and, and, um, we started talking about barbecue and, 
um, you know, ended up chatting with him for like an hour the first time I went in there and uh, actually uh, uh, working on a little piece about them for, for the website. Mm. Um, they're one of uh, two breweries that I met with um, that I'm, I'm trying to write something up for. But uh, yeah, it's a really good beer. It's a little bit of uh, good citrus, um, not overly bitter um, mm-hmm. and, and super easy to drink. So uh, I felt like it'd be a good one to to take down while we're we're chatting a little bit <laughs> i like it so i'm working on it's that time of year so i'm having a little october fest nice time yeah. so um got another one on uh on backup just in case a belgian triple i'm i'm ready to go too so uh you know standard you know coaching you gotta eat a pb and j uh this is a uh peanut butter and jelly porter out mm. of, uh, ingenious they're down in houston and uh i've had it before and it straight up tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh <laughs> it's 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 great that's incredible uh, but uh yeah so you're gonna have uh should have some uh, a lot of maltiness and caramel in your Oktoberfest. you know mm. kind of bready uh it's a it's a good beer i had one of those last night actually nice so. yes so I know absolutely nothing about the uh, the holiday or the time of year that is Oktoberfest. I, I saw a, a beer documentary about this American who now lives in Germany, and he is basically a, a journalist or a writer um, mm-hmm. and, and just writes about beer. And he's like, all right, I guess I have to live in Germany if I'm going to write about this stuff. That's kind of like – the beer place. So, um, yeah, he was, you know, he's traveling all around during Oktoberfest and doing all these little small town festivals. And I still have no idea what it is except a time to drink a lot of beer. And, but yeah. So what's, do you, do you have any idea what's significant about it? Why did, why is the, why is there a specific type of Oktoberfest beer that's different from you know. I feel like I probably should know this, and I'm, I'm probably <laughs> um, showing my uh, my cramming skills, where you study for a test and then you immediately forget <laughs> what it is. Um, uh, I'm trying to think because there's there's a lot of different things in it. And everything kind of started in Germany. Um, I want to say it was. Uh, I want to say it was like a, a, a wedding or a, a festival or something that, that happened once. And, and basically it, it just kind of kept, they kept rolling with it. Mm. And it was like a huge multiple day celebration. Um, and, and it just kind of became a tradition. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I might be confusing that with lagering, um, <laughs> which are two totally different things. But um, Oh, well, it sounds good. We'll go with it's a, 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 a there was a big wedding celebration and it became an annual thing. Uh, final answer. I love um, it. <laughs> I love it. I guess I need to go study nice. up on my notes. I hope I hope the Cicerone people are not watching me right now. Uh, well, well, we'll move past that. Never mind. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Just kidding. I don't have time for that. So don't worry about it. <laughs> we all make mistakes. You got to make mistakes and you got to, you got to roll, roll with it. So it's the truth. So, um, 
the squats and hops, it's like super new for the most part. Yes. I mean, like, Very so new. when, when did it go live? Oh man. Um, when did I go live with it? Uh, I've probably, I've been working on it for a while. Um, behind the scenes, trying to get programs ready, trying to get like writing out programs, getting things figured out. Um, I would probably say August, early August was when I turned everything on. I had a, cause I had a few people, um, helping me test stuff out and, and the, the, the training, the app, helping me go through the app and make sure it's, it's working right. And, and that I know mm -hmm. how to use it. Um, probably back in July, but I think officially it was, it was in August sometime. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the training part of it was, was easy for me. Um, writing the yeah. programs, that was fun. Uh -huh. it's, it's trying to figure out how to start a website and a blog and, and do all the little behind the scenes things that, that kept tripping me up. And it's funny because Ashley and I, my wife, were both kind of getting into looking at starting a blog about the same time. And I'm doing all this research and making sure it's perfect and getting it all figured out. And then she's like, Hey, I started a blog. What? Like how, when? So just now I already wrote a post and everything. Like, and I was just like, just was like, now, just now. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, I did it. And she was, you know, she was, she was like, I think you just need to do it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like lifting stones. Like I feel like you take so long to get prepared to lift a stone and you just go out and pick it up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. And, um, so it was just, you know, it was just kind of one of those things. Um, but so I'm, I use the website is, is, uh, I've got the website and it's a blog and I'm, I'm working on pushing information out and, and slowly, but surely talking about it. Um, I think my, my latest blog, my last blog post was just about macronutrients, mm -hmm. um, and, and what they are. And it's, it, I'm going to kind of step through different things. So, um, my followers right now, and, and if, depending on when people watch this, they're probably like, he hadn't shown me, he hadn't talked about how to drink beer and stay, stay in shape yet. It's coming. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to build up to that. You know, I don't want to, I feel like that's, you know, that's step seven. And mm -hmm. if you don't understand where we're starting and what we're looking at, what macronutrients are and, and, you know, uh, you know, your book has been a, a, a huge resource and, and, uh, I, I even gave you a shout out and, and stole a line from you, um, in my, my post. Um, but it's funny cause I was like, I've read your book and, and I'm like, I don't want to just copy it, but <laughs> it's, it's so like, it, you know, it's, it's the thing though, is it's, it's so your, your book is so research driven and mm -hmm. it's, it's just, that's the science of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I had some uh, old textbooks out and I was reading and I was like, I don't want to put this, but it's right. Like, <laughs> this is what it is. Like, you, there's yeah. no way around it. You know, yep. this is just, this is what macronutrients do. This is what protein is. Mm -hmm. um, this is what fat does for you. This is what carbs is. And it's just like, 
God, I hope he doesn't read this and just be like, oh man, he's just, he's just reusing my book, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's science and you can't, you can't change science. Um, yeah. And, and um, so it, it, that kind of stuff is coming. And then the workouts, um, which I'm, I'm real excited about. Um, I, I'm working with Train Heroic. I decided to use them. There's a lot of great um, platforms for pushing workouts in if, if uh, for online and virtual coaching and um, but that was something, like I said earlier, I wanted to do because a lot of people don't feel comfortable working out in gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the home gym is, is becoming super popular and, and, you know, concrete plates and wooden racks are, uh, are available. So there's no excuse not to have a full set of That's whatever right. you need, but, um, you know, how can I get this information to people? So, and I thought train heroic, there were some other really good ones. Um, but, uh, and, and, and one of them was, I thought it was awesome. It, it was fully customizable and it could do so many things, but I, uh, I'll be honest, I wanted simple and easy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. train heroic had some of the work done for me. So that's, uh, that's one reason why I went with them, but I offer, you know, it's a bunch of different things. I have, uh, some pre-made plans. So, um, It'd be say, hey, will you write me a workout? And here's a four-week program for you to go and do. Mm-hmm. Um, very minimal interaction on my point part. Um, I mean, I'll, if you have questions and stuff, I'll be glad. You know, I'll help people out with them. But it's pretty much like, hey, I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm just looking for a little change of pace. I don't want to think about it. Um, so um, I've got I've got some different programs for there. So I've got one. If you hadn't worked out in forever. Um, you're looking to get back on it. That's my cider program, you know, cider, nice and easy going. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've got a logger, which my logger program is an upper lower split. Cause that's, you know, my thought was, Hey, everybody loves logger. Logger super popular. Um, upper body, lower body splits, super popular. Pretty popular. They, they, they work, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, now I made one for, for Jeremy, uh, mm-hmm. Reed. Um, mm-hmm. so that's my Irish car bomb. Because uh, you know he trained, you know he's 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 John Wick, uh, John Wick Jr. Um, so um, with the guns, man, guns and jujitsu, man. So that's it. My the thought process for that for that one was like I know he wants to get strong, but he needs he needs to keep up his ability to be explosive, and then he has training days. Mm-hmm. So where his 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 primary focus needs to be uh, technique work, whether it's for him it's jujitsu and three gun training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's like two days of, of heavy strength training, two days of, um, uh, it's like a 15, 20 minute little circuit, but Hey, this is, this is conditioning, do your skill work, then condition. And, and, uh, the other day is kind of a blend. And it's funny. Cause like, as I, I I'm, I'm starting to tiptoe into the Highland games world. Um, and I was like, dude, the, this program that I made for Jeremy is perfect for me because it's it's three days of lifting and then two days where I can go out and, and focus on the technique of throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've got, uh, I made one a sticks and stones program, a strongman type deal um, mm-hmm. that that I worked with David on and, and using his rack and, and, you know, putting an emphasis on stone lifting and, and, and stuff like that. So those are my standalones. Um, and then I have two new program, two new, uh, teams. 
which is a, it's a, it's a monthly subscription, but it's ongoing. So every week I'm, I'm every month I'm putting out new stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, rotating tap is every three weeks I put in a new, new style of lift. So uh, this week it's, uh, or this, this three week block is uh, it's like a total body and then a, a upper body, a total body day. And then uh, a push, a full push, full body push, full, full body pull day. And then I think coming up next is like a, an upper lower split. And then uh, after that, it'll be a, a three total body day. So every it's, it's a little bit of variation, but it's still a, a three week, basically like a little, uh, um, was it meso cycles, little three week blocks of just keeping it fresh that yeah. it's all percentage based. So the more info you log into the, the app, the, the more it'll track and it will give you progress. And then, then homebrew is is very similar it's it's but it's it's at home minimal equipment Um, Mm -hmm. at most i ask is that you have a set of dumbbells Uh, and even if you don't the great thing that i love about the train heroic app is you can message me and say hey like this exercise hurts can i change this or i don't have this what can i do Mm -hmm. and there's way to substitute the exercises so if you don't have a set of dumbbells to do um overhead press, you can substitute it in and say, Hey, all right, do, do pike pushups or, or one of my, one of my guys that, that lifts is on the home, uh, the, the home workout program. I have pike pushups, but he's super in shape and he subs them out every day for handstand pushups. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I love about it is it's, it's not rigid and locked in stone. And it gives me that, that ability to coach and work with people just like if I was in person. Um, mm-hmm. And the team thing is fun because it's open and it's group training. So you get that community and, and you can kind of talk with people and encourage them. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, if there's, there's ways to throw up leaderboards and make competitions and stuff and, you know, and that's, that's what you want is, is, as ways to push yourself. And like I said, it's, it's about training with people mm-hmm. and, and love or hate CrossFit. Um, you know, it's a, it's a whole different thing, but one of the best things they did is they found a way to bring people together and get them to encourage each other and, 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 and train together and, and, you know, be competitive and yeah. But also encouraging and it's, yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I want out of these, these teams is like, Hey, I did this and it was great. And I, you know, you know, it's fun to encourage people. And if it's, if you're friendly with people, it's fun to talk crap a little bit and and Mm -hmm. give people a hard time and like, Oh, like, yeah, show off. You're doing your handstand pushups and double unders. And you know, I, I trip just looking at a jump rope. So, um. Yeah, dude, that's so awesome that, uh, you have variety. You've got something for everyone. Like you don't have to enjoy beer no. to, to want, to want to participate or to get a tons of benefit out of so any of your programs no you, you don't and it, it's just it's it's funny because you say that um and one of one of the first people and and she's one of my former athletes and and she loved working out with me and she trained with me for a while and i told her about this and she's like well you know i don't i don't drink i'm and i'm like well that's fine and yeah you don't have thing, to you don't have to and, and, <laughs> You know, it's a catchy niche thing for me that it's a beer, but honestly, a lot of times the the beer is not always a beer. It doesn't have to be a beer. For me, more times than not during the week, 
my beer is a scoop of ice cream or mm -hmm. a Reese's big cup. Um, it, it could be a cupcake or it could be, um, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a beer. The principles are still the same. Um, it's, it's, it's enjoying training and enjoying life and, and, and that kind of thing. And it doesn't have to be a beer. It's just, I'll be honest, it's catchy and it's what I'm going to focus on most of the time. Um, because working out beer and barbecue and ice cream wasn't as catchy as, as squats and hops. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, it's like, I'm not drinking a beer every day. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like talking about them, but I might have a beer, uh, twice a week with, with dinner. Mm -hmm. And if I go out with friends, well, not lately, but you know, occasionally on the weekends, most of the time though, it's, it's, Hey, let's make this really good dish that we just saw. And that's, that's my beer for the day, but it, yeah, right. it doesn't have to be beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's a really important thing for, for people watching or listening to, to understand is like this whole concept is not just uh, like a gimmick for you to be able to talk about lifting and talk about beer. It's, it's about incorporating things that you thoroughly enjoy in life and making it fit your lifestyle without yeah. it negatively affecting whatever uh, aesthetic body composition, sport performance or strength goals you have. Um, right. So it's all, it's all related to this idea of um, quote unquote flexible dieting or if it fits your macros. Um, it's just uh, for a lot of people who maybe don't always understand what those concepts are, what that means. Like this is what it looks like in real life. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you want like that post that I did uh, last week about the cookie. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, if you want a cookie and you can make it fit your macros and that's going to make your day and you're going to hit your calorie goal, then have that. And then you just took that boom said, eh, get those cookies out of here and put the beer in like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it, it. That's it. And, and, uh, it's the, the little Debbie lifting team, uh, Dan McKim, uh, he's <laughs> hilarious. Um, but he, he started the little Debbie lifting team and his, his tagline is, you know, uh, was it, uh, train, train, uh, work hard, snack hard. It's the same concept. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and I'm, I'm talking about beer cause that's what I enjoy and it's, it's my stuff, but, um, it could be anything. And, um, the, the idea though is, is that, you know, yeah, if you have something you're training for, and especially if it's aesthetic and weight loss and you're, or if you're doing a, and I'll be honest, if you're doing a bodybuilding competition or a figure, you're a figure athlete, I'm probably not the guy for you. Mm -hmm. Like that's, um, I I'll, I'll try, but there are people that focus on that world better. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I want to be the guy that if you love training and you want to, you want to do it for a lifetime and you want to learn how to eat and enjoy life and not feel, just suffer about it, the majority of the time, you know, I feel like I can help you. Now, mm -hmm. if you've got a serious goal and you're, you're, you've got something to compete for, then yeah, you've got to sacrifice that you, you're going to cut your calories or you got to get smart about what you eat because as much as I love it, this is not helping me perform better. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not, I'm not training for something, uh, 
all the time. You know, even even last year when I was training to do go to Iceland and, and or, or two years ago when I was training for Scotland, mm-hmm. um, that's a six month program. And you have to be able to lift or not lift, live and enjoy life over that six months. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. going to burn out and you're going to you're going to crash hard for two or three weeks. So, um, you know, yeah, you, it, it's about learning when, you know, learning and knowing when you need to buckle down with something and like, hey, I'm I'm a month out from this or I'm six weeks out from this. Maybe instead of my two beers a week with dinner, I cut back in just special occasions or maybe instead of, you know, whatever, my, my ice cream or my barbecue, I, I've got to cut back on that a little bit or, you know, it's my honeymoon is coming up or my beach vacation. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to cut it out for then, but you can still do, it, it's just, you can still do everything you want to do and, and just those sacrifices really are only sections of the year. Yeah. Um, it's the difference the between, time, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just most of the time live, eat, you know, lift weights, enjoy your life, enjoy your food. And then when it comes down to it, yeah, you know, buckle down when you need to. Yeah. If you're always, yeah. if you're always ready and you're always there, you don't have to crash diet as hard, you know? Um, so yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're good. I was just going to say that's like the difference between uh, some give and take and all or nothing. And like you can you can fluctuate and be a little more strict or a little less strict at certain times of the year, depending on, you know, what you've got going on. But then, yeah, you can always shift. And when you do have something coming up, you know, make the appropriate changes so that you're setting yourself up for success. But um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things if you program things out correctly. And I think this is a, a concept that a lot of let's say layman people aren't super familiar with, but um, Lane Norton going into like, while he was still doing uh, natural bodybuilding competitions, he was winning and he was eating ice cream every night, which no one was, no one was doing that. They were oh, like, that's, no, no, un- no, no, that's no. unheard of. You, you can't do that. And he's like, well, I'll show you how I'm just, accounting for my calories. I'm accounting for my protein goal, my, you know, my fat goal, my carb goal. I'm training intensely and I've, I've accounted for ice cream every night and it hits my macro goals and I'm still in my calorie goal. And then people are like, okay, whatever. And then so he Lee did the same thing, but she did it with a Snickers bar every single day. I love that. Yeah. And then she got her pro card. Like, like, it's absolutely doable if you account for these things on the front end. Like you don't okay. have to be crazy. If if you're not eating clean or healthy, you can't you can't do it. But and that's yeah. you know that's that's what it's about is it's you know and and even me working with you and I know there there are people that are way way smarter than me, but I feel like I'm somewhat educated in the you know training for my my the Scotland trip to lift the stone and you were like hey eat this many cal- you eat 3500 calories a day. I'm like, dude, you're insane. I'm not going to I'm not going to lean out. Just do it. And you're like, just <laughs> do it. Just try. And then I I did. And, and there's just so many you see so many posts out there and so much stuff being shared by some guy or girl that looks the part, but it's it's just so much bro science and and that was the other thing is like how how can I show people that 
that that's not true mm -hmm. or that it doesn't have to be that way. And, and even with lifting, you know, there's so many misconceptions about lifting where like, oh, if you don't leave, you know, you got to spend two hours on arm day and two hours on 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 shoulder day to get them to grow. And if you're not sore the next day, you're doing it wrong. And it, mm -hmm. no, like you don't you don't have to do that. And, and that was kind of the, the tagline shameless plug that I kind of came up with and I've been rocking for a while is, is train smart drinks drink crafty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's so much information out there that it's just so old school and, and maybe it's not wrong um, because it, it can work. But it, it's like walking to work. You can walk to work um, and get there just fine. People walk to work for years and, and, and it, it happens and, and, and you can get there. But it's a lot easier to jump in your car and just drive. Um, they'll both get you where you need to go. Um, but one is, one is a little bit more efficient than the other. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so it's just about, you know, let's be smart about it. Let's, let's, uh, let's kind of get with the times and get out of this. You know, I, I still, I still have athletes that tell me, well, you know, so-and-so, or my mom said, you know, no carbs after seven. Mm. And why, why no carbs after seven? Well, I, that's just what she like. Are you a vampire? Does your body like change? Like does, does your food automatically start processing things differently when the sun goes down? Mm. Um, I guess that might be a werewolf when the, when the moon comes up, but it's like, <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the idea is the same. It's like, there's no reason not to eat carbs. Yeah. And, and I've told, I've told people, it's like, well, Hey, we have morning, if you have morning workouts or morning lifts and you're, you're first thing in the morning and you don't like eating, you know, you don't like eating in the morning or you don't want to wake up at four 30 to eat breakfast before a six o'clock lift and eat, eat a, eat a bigger meal before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. well, won't that just turn to fat? No, that's, that's not how our body works. Right. Um, it slows down, but all the processes are still there. And, and, and it's this hard, there's not this hard cutoff of, you know, midnight to midnight where everything resets. It's more of a, it's an average and a blend. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's, that's something you got to learn. And, and, you know, we, I have, I am having a beer now and might have a second one, depending on how long we, we ramble on. And um, um, I'm about ready for the next one. Okay. Well, and then if that happens, you know what, like I, I will, I will cheat some of my carbs off from tomorrow. I'll kind of, you know, I won't, I'll, I'll save 20 uh, carbs from tomorrow and 20 carbs from the next day. I'll just kind of shave those off and I'll balance out over time. It's not this hard reset rule that so many people are ingrained into believing yeah. you there there's a give and take, but it's just, it's gotta be this way and it doesn't. Yeah. I think like, so you, you mentioned some shameless plugs earlier, so I'm going to go ahead and Dude, do absolutely. one of my own. So like the whole, the whole idea of the self-reliant diet is uh, it's this analogy to a budget right? Your financial budget. Yep. Like if, if you're going to spend a little extra today, that means in order to hit your budget for the week, you've got to spend a little less tomorrow and spend a little less the next day. And guess what? It's a wash. You're still breaking even, right? So, um, uh, spoiler yeah. alert, budget analogy is coming to squats and hops soon. So, Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. 
Well, I wish I could take credit for for being completely original with that, but I mean, I'm standing I on try, the shoulders of giants. I've 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 tried to think of other analogies so I could at least like not outright like copy you, but you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'm gonna link your book and talk your book up every chance I get. So um, that's like citing your sources, right? So yeah, yeah. imitation <laughs> is the highest form of flattery. So you know. Well, there you I'm, go. I'm not offended. As long as I get a cut. Well, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm up in Dallas, beer's on me. There we go. That'll work. That'll work. So, are you ready? You ready for another? Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Just about it. Fin- finishing it off. So. Oh, man. So here's something that I haven't really talked about with anybody yet. Uh Uh-oh. I feel privileged. Yeah. I've mentioned it to a few people, but uh, I'm looking for your professional opinion here. So I've got a uh, a triple. I don't know if you all can see that. Oh, that's a triple. New Belgium. There you go. So this is the uh, peanut butter versus jelly by Ingenious out of Houston. And I love this place. Um, It's it's Ashley's favorite place because when we went, they have, they do, they do like crazy flavors. And she said, you know, this is the first time that you've handed me a beer that said like, hey, this is supposed to taste like this and it actually tasted like this. (laughs) Um, Her favorite was, it was a Rice Krispie Treat beer and they floated a Rice Krispie Treat on top of it. No way. Yeah, so, yeah, this is the the peanut butter jelly porter. Wow, that's amazing. Um, The first, I remember the first porter I ever had. I was with uh, my best buddy, Ryan. Um, I'd just graduated college uh, where I went to school, undergrad, very, very strict, no drinking policy. So I didn't, I didn't want to drink in college, but like I literally couldn't, or I would have been kicked out if I had been caught. So um, Cedarville is super strict with regards to that, which is totally fine. I knew that going into it wasn't a problem. Uh, but after I graduated, I uh, went up to visit him and he got this uh, Breckenridge vanilla porter and i was like I, oh this sounds delicious yeah. okay remember like i am like a beer uh noob let's say okay mm-hmm. i taste this and i'm like nah not nope <laughs> no nah. like one sip and i was like there's no way i'm not gonna drink this it, this is disgusting so i went from that back to my wine and kugels berry weiss which was <laughs> basically fruit juice pretending to be beer i think hey, that's okay man it's it's good stuff so but that left literally a bad taste in my mouth and i've never gone back to it but i i should probably revisit the uh you have to I, I, the vanilla I, I, porter i'm surprised that's where you went because i've i've had that that beer and i thought it was i thought it was good but i've liked the darker stuff like it was uh guinness was like, and, it, and it's not technically craft, but, um, you know, I, I loved Guinness. That was my drink of choice in college. Um, mm. 
and, and I always like, I still do like stouts and, and, and darker stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've always, that, that was what got me into it is like, Oh, I would much rather drink this, which has so much flavor than, um, a Coors Light. I don't care what color the Rockies are on the can. <laughs> it just, there's not that much flavor in it. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was Guinness for a while. Um, and then, um, Warsteiner Dunkel, um, mm. was another one. And mm-hmm. then my, my latest, the, not latest, but the one that I love now is Innocent Gun and it's a Scottish beer. Um, and that's, that's my desert Island beer. If you told me I could only drink one beer for the rest of my, it's, it's, it's Innocent Gun it. original. It's, mm. it's, and they, they finally started shipping to Texas. Um, mm. so if you're. H-E-B um, or Specs, be on the lookout for it. It's it's really, really good. All right. I'll write that down. I got I to gotta give that a try. So uh, so what I'm, I'm looking for your professional advice on here is okay. uh, about a month ago, um, right, right after my 34th birthday, which was mm-hmm. 16th of August. Same as Madonna's, same as Lawrence of Arabia's, same as uh, Kathy Lee Gifford and her husband's. Um, some esteemed company there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're legit. It's uh, that's what they say about about your birthday being the same. They're like, it. My birthday's the same as as Kevin, Kevin Coons. Yeah. So. Awesome, amazing author. You should check out his work. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, I'd I'd always wanted to do this thing called a beer mile. And a beer mile is something I couldn't do while in college, which is when most people do that. Um, as, like runners, typically, milers especially. If you're going to do it, that's probably the best time to do it. So um, I did not, obviously. And so about a month ago, I decided I want to do a beer mile. So a beer mile is... You drink 12 ounces of beer that is at least 5% alcohol, and then you run a quarter mile. Ooh, okay. And then you drink another 12 ounces of beer, and then you run a quarter mile. And then you drink 12 ounces of beer, and you run a quarter mile, and then you drink 12 ounces of beer, and then you run a quarter mile. So, Oh, uh, man. Yes. So um, I, I didn't train for it. I'm not, <laughs> uh, but I was excited to do it. And I was like, hoping that I'd get a little, you know, a little help. Someone would want to do it with me. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but I had a nice group of people, uh, a few of my clients who helped plan it for me and, and allowed, allowed me to, you know, celebrate my birthday with this beer mile. So yeah, so we found a nice place to do it. And, uh, my, my beer options, which my, my initial instinct was to go with the, uh, what was it? St. Pauli girl. Okay. Yeah. And then, but that was in bottles and, you know, you can't, you can't open beer until you finish your quarter mile, you know, to do the next one. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to go with the bottle. I'll go with the can. And I forgot what the can was. It was a, uh. 
I don't know. It was it was a little darker. It was a little heavier. But I was like, <laughs> it's a can. It's not a big deal. You're just chugging it. It doesn't matter how it tastes anyway. So things that you learn yeah. after doing after doing this, right? So I want to do everything above board, right? So you can you can submit your time. There's like a international registry where you can submit your beer mile time. Uh, as long as you follow the criteria where you have to it has to be over five percent, you can't drink it out of cup. It either has to be out of a, a can or a bottle. Um, uh, there's a couple other things. Um, one of the things is if you don't keep it all down, then you have to do a penalty lap. Ooh, okay. And, and it doesn't matter doesn't matter how many times you you know lose your beer, let's say, uh, you only have to do one, one penalty lap. So anyway, we start out and, and I'm just, I'm going, I feel great. Like during the run, the first probably hundred meters of that 400 meter loop, uh, every single step, just burp, burp, burp. <laughs> like it's just like, I feel fine. Like, yeah. Finish my lap, boom, start another one, finish that, start running, first 100 meters, burp, 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 every step, you know. And then I'm feeling great. I'm moving well. I'm running well. I feel fine. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Uh, I get to the last beer, finish it, start running, and I'm I'm good. <laughs> and uh but 100 meters into it instead of burping i'm like eh, something's coming up like i don't feel sick I, like it's just that much volume four beers yeah in yeah. less than eight minutes because like i was moving like i'm i'm in pretty good running shape right now so i was moving decently well on those laps and it starts coming up and i'm like ah, are you kidding me there's just no room there's no room so right. I'm, yeah. I'm going, boom, a little bit comes out on this side. I don't even lose my stride. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm doing another lap. That's fine. Take another couple more steps. Oh, here it goes a little bit more on this side. Whatever, that's fine. I finish. My, my friends, like, none of them saw it. They didn't even see me, you know, lose that beer. But I was uh -huh. like, I'm, as, I'm, as I run past them, I'm like, I'm doing a penalty lap. So... I run another lap and I think my total time was, uh, 10 39, something like that. So uh -huh. pretty good Four beers yeah. and a mile in, you know, sub 11. So, but without that penalty lap, I, I think I would have been, you know, would have been a little bit better, but so anyway, what would you recommend if I ever do this again, beer wise? Uh, well, I would say you, you want, you definitely want something lighter. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I just feel like you want to be as close to that 5% as possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and, and I'm going to try to, let's see, and, 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 okay, I've got two, I can think of two. Um, and they're going to be Dallas local, so that bonus Good. points for that. 
It's important. Um, one, uh, I, so uh, community beer mm-hmm. co. Yep. Um, their their wit beer. Um, it's it should be pretty good. Uh, I think. Let me. I can check real quick. Um, five point two. Okay. Perfect. Five point two percent. Perfect. Um, not bitter. Um, available year round. It's gonna be light. It's a Belgian style white ale. Ooh, maybe maybe I'm wrong with this this suggestion, but. Um, <laughs> Won't know until I, I know, try. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of wheat beers. Wheat beers in general aren't my thing, mm-hmm. but they are they are typically lighter. The other one, and this is, um, that I was thinking of is the and it, it, it might not technically be craft beer anymore i don't i can't remember I, I remember hearing that they got bought out or sold or something but uh maybe i'm wrong but the the deep ellum dallas blonde mm-hmm. um that's, that's a good one. one right about five percent uh yeah. let me look five five point two so you're good Perfect. um be easy to drink yeah i, I would probably say one of those two because it's it's as close to five percent as possible uh, it's Dallas, you know, it's local. So it's, it's craft beer. You're hitting all uh-huh. the check marks. That's, I would probably say one of those. righty, I'll keep that in mind. I think next time I, I do it in order to prevent the, uh, the penalty lap, I'm going to do a little, uh, little training beforehand, maybe a couple <laughs> weeks out, but here's the thing. I'm I'm not sure I'm going to want to do like beers every time that I practice. So because I think it's it's way more related to the volume than it is to like right. the alcohol it's, content. So I think it's yeah, more carbonation and volume than anything right. else. You know, so, and that's I don't know carbonation is a, is a is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um that'll probably be more trial and error as far as what beers are are heavily carbonated and not, um, mm-hmm. but first of all, four beers while running. It's a lot. Four man. beers in ten minutes is 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 rough. It's a uh, lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you should practice with like. Uh, I'm thinking Topo soda Chico. water. Yes, yeah, Topo Chico or something. Yes. Just um, replicate the volume and and some carbonation. And, I think that's yeah. going to be the best way to go. And unless you can find, I, I might have to do some looking. Unless you can find a beer that's like, I can do a non-alcoholic beer, super low carbonated. Oh, I can do that too. Yeah. Like a, a friend of mine told me that in just outside of Austin, there's a there's a place, uh, and I think it was actually a stout, but it was like minimal carbonation. Mm. And it was I, I can't remember the, the, the name of it. Uh, but it was like very low carbonation and you know, it was how it was supposed to be made and um something like that. That one that specific beer was a stout, so you don't want any part of that. But <laughs> nope. Um but I don't I don't know too many light beers that are, are not like on the like highly carbonated side. Yeah. What's crazy is I mean, because you're 
consuming that all in a in a very narrow time window. Like yeah. it basically is all metabolized at the same time and it hits really hard. <laughs> like 10 minutes yeah. after I finished, my my buddy was like, dude, you're acting a little goofy. And I was like, I feel great. I just right. yeah. Yeah, I I'm feeling a little goofy. Like I don't it's, I wasn't it's drunk. Four beers in, it's four beers in ten minutes. I mean yeah. it's just it Yeah. I mean so but yeah, I I went home. Got I didn't drive, obviously. Went home, took a nap, woke up, ate some food. I did it relatively early in the morning. It's like eight AM. And I, I felt great the rest of the day. I felt fantastic. Like, yeah, no headache, no hangover. Like, it was amazing. So, not gonna make it a weekly ritual or anything, but uh, I think if you do it right, you're probably gonna be. <laughs> Personally, I'd struggle more with the running a mile than I would drinking the four beers. But yeah, yeah, um, well. that's just spending two years being in a a calorie surplus. And trying to pick up immensely heavy, heavy objects. Um, yeah. But that, you know, that's been the, the one of the, the things, uh, the best things is, you know, trying to practice what you preach. And so I, I started kind of, I, I started, I got really big into like slowly cutting my, my calories and, and, and tracking and eating either drinking a beer or usually having ice cream every day. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm down, I think, uh, almost, almost 15 pounds and four inches um, wow. since, uh, March since, since spring break, whenever that was, it feels like it was a year ago, but, um, you know, I've, I've spent two years, basically it was like, I did the, the, you know, the Scotland stones, the Inver stone and the Dalwini stone. So I got into a calorie surplus then. And then David calls me up and is like, Hey, like, let's go to Iceland and try the Husafell. And it's like, damn it, man. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> can't say no. Can't I say can't no. say no. And then it's like, all right, well, time to keep eating. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and then you know the psychological part where it sets in. It's like I'm not, I'm not strong enough. I gotta, I gotta eat more. So part of it was, you know, I had, I had weight to lose. Um, but you know, a lot of people think, and I, it, it's been over the course of, you know, at this point, it's what are we looking at? Like four months, five months, and it, you know, 15 pounds in four months is not anything that you know, shape magazine or men's health is going to put on their cover, mm -hmm. but it's been you so got to crazy. eat ice cream and drink beer yeah. the entire time. Yeah. When, when my coworkers are like, Hey, let's go to this greasy burger joint for lunch. It's like, okay. let's go. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I tracked everything and I step on the scale the next day and it's like, I'm right where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm losing right at, uh, uh, 0.8 pounds per week, which is, I'm happy with that. Uh, now, the very last sustainable. Weeks, the last couple of weeks have not been good for me. Um, uh, I, you know, uh, 
kind of trending back up, but I'm still, I'm still down. Um, and it's, it's like, okay, it's just as long as I refocus and, and, uh, you know, every year I do Squattober. So Squattober is coming up and, mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably bump my po- protein up for that. And, and I know it'll happen, but it's, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's not great. And, you know, people can talk all they want about losing six pounds in three weeks or, or two weeks, but in 12 weeks, they've got the weight back. Yep. And in 12 weeks, I've kept the weight off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's about is, is finding a way to, to slowly trend it down and, and chip a little bit out of way and get stronger while I'm doing it, not feel miserable and, mm-hmm. and be able to sustain it. And, you know, I've, I've had people tell me, um, well, I just can't do the tracking thing and it's just so much work. And it's like, well, I would rather track calories on my phone than, have to cut out entire food groups mm-hmm. um, or, or tell people I can't do that or I can't go there or, or sit at a table with, with friends while they eat food or drink a beer and I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs um, because it's not on my quote, my, my diet or my eating plan. And, yep. and you know, no matter what, you're going to have to work. Um, I would rather just I'd rather just track my calories and, and go at it from there. Yeah, I think it looks perhaps a little daunting at the beginning and getting getting into a habit can be difficult sometimes, but I think a lot of times people are just uh you know, they're looking for an excuse and I don't like I don't track all the time. Like uh right now I'm not doing a whole lot of tracking. Um but I still prioritize protein at every yep. meal. I know how yes. many grams of protein I get before 6 a.m. because it's the same every day. Like yeah. I wake up. If, so, yeah. If, if I don't track, and, and I, like I said, the last couple of weeks I haven't been doing great, but I still track my protein quality, my, mm-hmm. my protein content. Like mm-hmm. I don't track everything, um, but I, I track my big, I, I at least put in like, hey, I had about this much chicken and, and you get good. It just, it's like anything else. It takes time and there's shortcuts and it's like, and, and the purest of, of calorie trackers might hate this. Um, but it's like, I don't, if I eat chicken, I just track, I track all chicken the same. I don't, I don't change the way I track chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a different recipe or I don't, I don't create different stuff. It's just like, Oh, this is, chicken and vegetables and and I don't track all my vegetables. If I was doing a a, a bodybuilding show, yeah, I would account for my carbs for every vegetables. single thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing that. I'm I I'm not I'm not trying to I I'm not doing a bodybuilding contest. I'm not doing an aesthetic contest. I'm I'm just I want to slowly lose weight and and so like yeah, if I I eat a bunch of vegetables or saute vegetables or, or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't track my lettuce and, and all of my vegetables. Cause it's, it's, those are pretty non-existent. Um, and I'll take that hit, but my big things that are easy to track. And, and I, I've even told you, like, I'm probably, I'm not a hundred percent accurate. I probably shoot for 85% accuracy on my stuff. Mm-hmm but it's been working and um, I'm okay with it. 
you know, if, if I get, if I get stuck or I hit a plateau for a week, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up to 95, a hundred percent accurate to figure out what's really going on. Um, but yeah, a handful of chips, I'll, I'll put a handful of chips on my plate and that's, that's a serving of chips. Mm -hmm. Um, I weigh my protein out to make sure, because that's most important Mm -hmm. via the uh, self-reliant diet by Kevin Mm -hmm. Kuhn. Um, After calories, most important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I make sure I get my calories. I make sure I get my protein and mm-hmm. then the other stuff I just, I kind of let be and, and even tracking alcohol. Um, I don't, you know, there's some really good sites and I found one the other day. Um, I have no, like, don't know anybody by it, but it's a, if it, I, I, F, Y, M.com alcohol macro track calculator. Mm-hmm. Say that again. I, I, F, Y, M.com alcohol macro calculator um it calculates you put in what you drink and it gives you you your carbs per drink Mm. and it's it's about spot on so a a 16 ounce can of uh this is a a five percent alcohol beer 5.6 percent i i just in general i've considered this 25 grams of carbs um and and that's just what i count it in my head and i don't always track it and then I out on this website and it says it's 28 grams of carbs. Um, so I just, I consider every beer 25 grams of carbs mm-hmm. and um, especially during the week. Now, if it's some, a special event or I know something's coming up, uh, you know, I'm going to start shaving carbs off. Like we talked earlier, I'm going to cut about 20, 30 carbs off starting on Tuesday and I'm going to bank those calories bank those carbs mm-hmm. so that if I go to a friend's house and it's a barbecue or um, a, a, a special event or a birthday or, you know, we're going out or if, if Ashley and I uh, have a date night planned, I'm going to, I'm going to bank some calories so that we can have a good time. And I don't have to worry about tracking on our date night. I'll, I'll right. track up to four o'clock. Mm-hmm see where I'm at. Hey, I've done really good. I need to make sure I, I get a, a decent bit of protein at dinner, but uh-huh. I've still got 80 grams of carbs left. So you know what? I can eat whatever I want. I can have a margarita at the Mexican restaurant we go to, or, mm-hmm. and, and that's what it's about. It, it, it doesn't have to be this like super specific every, every bit and point of time, but you know, it's the, everybody's heard of the 80, 20 rule. And I still kind of abide by that. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, when you got to buckle down, you have a contest or a competition or a beer mile or, or something, you know, you buckle down and maybe you go to more 90, 10. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, I'm, I'm probably not the guy for somebody that's doing a bodybuilding show, but you know, if, if, if you want to get in shape and, and, and you like lifting and, um, you, you want to get stronger as you go and, and maybe every once in a while you want to do something out of the, you know, a, a more strong athletic performance type of thing. I'm, I'm probably your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, and as I think you have to be able to accept what you know and what you don't know. Like if I had somebody come to me and say, Hey, this is, I want to run a 5k or I want to do a running event. I'll be on, I'll probably send them your way. Like I, I know, very little about training for a, a, a triathlon or 
a 10K or running a marathon or, you know, um, and, and I think that's one problem that a lot of trainers have. Um, they want everybody for themselves <laughs> and they're not willing to give up. But one thing I, I learned at, 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 at a gym was um, when you're willing to, to defer to other people um, and build those relationships and build that network, it really, it benefits everybody. It, and most importantly, yeah. it benefits the person that's willing to pay money. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure it's the same way. If, if you had somebody call you up and say, hey, like, I want to get into to historic stone lifting, you're, you're going to be a be man enough and, and a smart enough trainer to say, Hey, you know what? This isn't my realm. I want to do right by you. I'm going to send you I've to got this a guy. guy. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's what it is at the end is make sure people are getting what they want. And that's mm -hmm. my whole process for this, for squats and hops is, um, give, give people such overwhelming quality because I believe in quality over quantity, but give them so much, so much stuff so much information that they can they don't need me at some point but they still want to work with me yeah so i'm going to give you everything you need to know so if you if you buy a program from me um it's going to be you have access to it for a year um just that's train heroic but i'm going to tell you everything you need to do or you know i'm going to set you up so that you don't have to have me but i want you to want to work with me again mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that's how trainers should be. And, 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 you know, don't worry about just getting the sell and getting that money in your pocket. Worry about making that person happy and giving them everything they need. And, and they'll keep coming back to you. Um, and because that's what it's about is, is, you know, they're trusting you with their, their health, their fitness, um, their well-being. And, and there's so much to that. Um, don't look at it as just money in your wallet, you know, mm -hmm. as, a, as a trainer. Look at it as like this is an opportunity to hopefully take your passion for health and fitness and training and show them and, and teach them some how to do it without you. And if you do that, I, I know people will stick with you. Um, yeah. So that's that's the big thing about it is is and it's more work for me. Um and it, um, I know I, I would bet money that you're the same way. When somebody trains with you, you're going to go above and beyond to make sure they get everything they need. Um, and, and probably to a fault. And most people would say like, oh, that's bad business. But that person is going to stay with you because you're such a damn good trainer. Yeah, I do my best to over deliver. And when it's when it's someone who comes to me uh, who's you know, let's say they're a runner and they've got knee pain and they've been to uh, their ortho and they've had an x-ray and they've had an MRI and everything's showing up negative. There's nothing wrong, but they're still in pain and they've gone to a Cairo and maybe that's not worked out so well or they've gone to a physical therapist and maybe that's too, uh, that felt too, like, too easy. Right. Like maybe they went to a physical therapist who sees mostly sedentary individuals. They, they're not used to working with too many athletes. It's it's not going to be. Intense enough to deliver the adaptation that they need to get out of pain. Right. They come to me right. and I'm like, hey, I do my assessment. I see what's going on. I see what the issue is. 
this is a movement pattern problem. Let's fix it. I'm going to explain everything that I'm doing to you in real time so that you don't have to come see me three times a week in order for this to get fixed. You can see me once a week or once every other week. And then here's your homework. This is like, this is the recipe. And that's literally yeah. how I explain it. Boom. This is what you're going to do first. This is what's tight and overly facilitated. This is what's loose and inhibited. We've got to release what's tight. We've got to stretch that out. Then we've got to activate what's loose. And then we've got to retrain those so that they're working together. Here's exactly how you do that. You're going to roll this. You're going to stretch this. You're going to do this exercise. Boom, boom, boom. You're going to do this this many times a, a week, this many rounds. I'll check in with you in a couple days. I'm trying to put myself out of work. And I know if I do that and I actually can deliver on that, then I may miss out on having them in my office for six, six weeks or six months, right? I only see them three or four times instead of seeing them, you know, a few times every week for six weeks because I'm trying to like hold on to them. I'm trying to squeeze as much money out of them as I can. If I, if I do that, they'll never come see me again. They're not going to trust me. But if I put myself out of a job, they're going to refer every single person they know who ever has any sort of movement issue they're going to refer them to me. So in the end, I think like it's way, way better to, like you said, build that trust uh, because then they're going to refer. They're going to be like, hey, right. I know a guy. You got to go see him. And that's that's kind of where I'm at in my business now. I don't do a ton of marketing. It's uh, I see on average two to three new people every week. And it's all word of mouth. It's all referrals. Can Can you still hear me? Okay, my my yeah. uh, my earphones just died. So uh, yeah, no, you're good. Okay. You're good. I can so, hear you. That's 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 one of the things. Um, so my one of the people I'm training now. I uh, I trained. Gosh, at this point, probably ten years ago. Um, wow. She was in high school. I was personal training out in Katy. Um, she has since gone to Baylor, graduated, and is in dental school. And uh, when I, I made a post about about squats and hops, um, she was like, absolutely, I'm, I'm down. And um, I like to think it was because I, I did such a good job years ago uh, working with her and, and she's awesome. And, and it's one of those things that like, if I didn't, if I didn't do a good job at one point, you're not going to get that business. And it's like you said, it might be six, six weeks. Um, I had to, I haven't been doing the personal training or the online training in years. So I just started it, but it was like, yes, I'm ready to go. And I, I've had mm -hmm. people that I've, I've worked with in the past and, and just, Oh, you're, you're doing this as a business now. Like I'm in, let me know, what can I do? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what it's about. And, and, um, I think Joe DeFranco talks a lot about it and, and it's like, he, his, one of his big things is it might be your, your fifth client of the day or your fifth session of the day, but it's that person's first mm -hmm. and over deliver, um, so that they, they feel that, that value. Cause they're, they're paying you money. 
mm-hmm. and and don't don't be the cheap you know and that's what i don't want to be is it's like I'm, it's not about like yes you know be compensated for your time but like i want to give you everything i have give you all the knowledge i have so that you can start making decisions it's it's, it's meal plans you know it's why i don't do meal plans i mm-hmm. hate meal plans um i have so many athletes cake Hey coach, can you write me a meal plan? Or hey, can you just tell me what to eat? It's like, no, I can't, mm-hmm. because I've done meal plans before. I've tried them personally, and it's, it's like, yeah, it, it's okay. Uh, it says at nine o'clock I'm supposed to eat this. Well, I had a meeting run long, and my meeting didn't get out till ten, so I can eat at ten, but I'm supposed to eat this thing at eleven. So do I eat both meals at ten? Do I eat at ten and eleven, or do I push everything back? It, you have to learn how to do it. And it's a longer process and it takes longer to learn how to do it. Um, but in the end, it, it's better. And, mm-hmm. and you just have to buckle in and, and say, you know what? Like, I can't buy into the hype. I can't buy into what what's going on and, and what Instagram, a lot of Instagrammers are saying and, and what Shape Magazine and Men's Health and all this stuff. And, and you know, there's, there's good stuff in those articles magazines I get I hadn't read them in a while but you're not gonna lose you're not gonna lose five pounds in a week and keep it off right uh, and, and even if you can you're not gonna be able the diets that they're suggesting uh you're not gonna be able to stick with them for longer than three four weeks yep and if, what's the point you know if if you if you diet hardcore and cut out everything and you, you know uh you you lick an almond for lunch and and yell it you know you know sniff an orange for dinner like how long are you really going to be able to do that and even if you do and say you can keep that up what is your training going to be like um, you know you're not going to be able to train and you're not going to be able to move and and you know I, I whether you know I know some people don't like exercise but and, and there's sometimes I don't want to do it and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not sugarcoated. There's sometimes I just, I don't feel like lifting, but you, you still go in and you do it and you do something and yep. it may be instead of, you know, the whole workout I have planned instead of doing the whole program, you know what, I'm, I might just do a little bit or I might cut a set out here and there, but at least I'm doing something. And usually that picks up my mood. And usually once you just get started, you get rolling with it. And mm-hmm. I think diet is the same way. You don't have to eat perfect every day. And there's going to be days where you have two beers um, that you weren't planning, or there's going to be days and, and where I know emotional eating is horrible. And I know it's, it's something you got to try to cut out, but damn, when you had a stressful day at work, like it feels good to come home and just hit some ice cream. I'm okay with it. Like, you know, like let's not even talk about beer. Like if, if I've had a rough day at work, it's like, you know what? that pine ice cream is going to hit extra good tonight. Like let's, let's get after it. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well I did that tonight. I did that on, on Wednesday. Now Thursday and Friday, I have to get back on track. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, you had ice cream. Your week's done. You're shot. Yeah. Um, just shut it down. And, and it's, it's, but when you're more moderate with things and you, you can balance and, and, and learn and, and, and you have that kind of flexibility, you start picking up ways like, you know what, this, this was, it wasn't great, but it's okay. And I can make up for it. Um, and that's a hard, hard pill to swallow because I feel like 
90% of the fitness industry doesn't sell you that. Mm-mm. They sell yeah. you hard and fast rules or these all or nothing shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell you the shortcuts, but they're hard and fast rules. And then you've got to keep doing them. And it's like, that's, that's not life that doesn't work. So yeah. Yeah, man. It's that moderation and it's consistency over time. Like, Probably the most useful things that I learned from our statistics class was the practical application of validity and reliability. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good if you are valid in that, like, validity refers to, like, how accurate a test is. Right. Um, is, like, the, the test that you're running, does it actually measure what you think it's measuring? Right. So if you're 100% on your diet, then your diet is valid and that's awesome. Right. But when you're looking at things uh, in six week chunks or, you know, 12 week chunks, what, like if when you're stepping back and looking at things from a little bit further away, um, what's more important is that reliability. So it's, it's good to be valid and reliable but it's better to be reliable. And so like when you were talking earlier about, you know what, I don't even track my vegetables. Um, I track all, you know, chicken the same, like that's all going to average out. And you're going to know, like I've been doing this exact same thing for, you know, for three weeks and Oh, I'm seeing these numbers change either on the scale or the way my clothes fit or whatever, how I'm feeling. I need to make some changes. And so you're going to make progress just by being consistent, just by being reliable. Right. Um, like this, this is an analogy that I'm sure some people aren't going to either appreciate or understand. But um, uh, like when you're uh, when you're zeroing in a firearm or even like a um, a a bow, a hunting bow or an archery, whatever, an archery bow. Um, what's most important initially is your grouping, your reliability. And then when you have a grouping of, you know, three or four bullets or arrows, then you move the average of that group towards the, the X, the crosshairs. And that's how you zero in you know, a rifle, let's say a hunting rifle. It's the same way with your diet, like get consistent, get reliable, and then you can move that reliability towards uh, validity, towards 100% accuracy, but you don't have to be 100%. You just have to be reliable, track your reliability over time. You're going to make progress. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be, you're not going to start there either. You know, a, a big thing that, you know, consistency breeds intensity. Is, is something I've heard a lot and, and I'll, I love it, but it's, it's, you're not going to, you know, that first shot to use your analogy, your first shot's not going to be perfect mm-hmm. and it's going to take time to zero in. And it's, you know, uh, I, I think the one, the, the analogy I kind of used is it's, it's like, it's like being a sculptor and you start with this big block and, and you, you, you have to chip away a little bit and then you start zeroing in. And then you chip away a little bit more and you start zeroing in and you start chipping. You're not going to get to this point 
of your, whether it's we're training, we're talking training max or um, nutritional macros and calories and diet, you're not going to get to this point right away. Like mm -hmm. even, even if you, even if you're, a, you just straight up max out in lifting, you're still not going to get to that point because there's so many variable, variables. Mm -hmm. you're, you're still working on chipping it away. You know, if you're expecting, if you're a novice, you might max out, but you're still going to be way out here, you know, because you're, you, a true max is so hard to get because mm -hmm. um, is that competition? Did you sleep well? Did you diet? What, what was your diet? Did you sleep? You know, there's so many variables and, and that's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of APRE training and, and really like seeing, you know, the progression go because, Hey, I had a bad day. I had, a, you know, I had a bad day. So I had a bad lift. Um, I can't, I can't hit 80% on back squat today. Cause you know what? I stayed up late. I had something to work on. I was stressed out. I didn't sleep good. You know, so uh, I just can't do that, but I'm going to do something or as mm -hmm. opposed to, Hey, I had a great day. I ate perfectly. Let's take advantage of it and let's push that, you know, but it's all about staying within that zone. And just over time you start narrowing it down and it might not ever be perfect, but as long as you stay in that zone, um, you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if, if something gets out of whack or feels out of whack, then you know what, Hey, maybe, maybe I do need to track everything a little bit better this week. Um, but, you know, it, I'd rather, um, allow for some flexibility and, and maybe I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent accurate. Maybe I'm 85% accurate. But man, that last fifteen percent is going to add a lot of stress to my day. Yep. And I'm okay. That's a passing grade. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. You make progress being eighty-five percent on versus yes. yeah. And then that's like I said, I'm I'm probably not the the aesthetic guy for stepping on stage and doing a bodybuilding competition because you have to be a hundred percent accurate to mm -hmm. do that. Like you have to be locked in for that. Um, and, and, but you know, everyday living 85% is good. You know, if you have something big, you're looking for, Hey, you know, we're two months out from something that, you know, if you track 85% of the way constantly all year round, then when March hits and you're like, Hey, I've got this beach vacation coming up in June. Um, you know, what, what can we do? Well, all right, we'll, we'll buckle down mid, you know, let's start in April and, you know, mid-April, May's got to be on point, but we, you know, we really just have to worry about May, mm -hmm. maybe early, because you've been really good. Mm -hmm. you know, we've got to get that last bit, and we've got to do maybe a, a six or eight-week, you know, diet plan or training plan. Um, we don't have to, like, oh, we got to hit it hard, because you're already, you're already in a good spot, and it's the same way with training. Um, hey, I've got a competition coming up, or, you know, I want to do a strongman or something. Um, okay, well, you know, as our training has been solid, solid 11 months out of the year, then we really buckle down the last month, you know, and, and training's a little different, the last two months, uh, mm -hmm. then we can really amp it up and, and get it fixed. Or, you mm -hmm. know, you've got a 5K or a triathlon, uh, I'm, I'm probably referring those guys to you. Um, unless it's, you know, even if it's on a whim, like, hey, talk to this, talk to, talk to him for triathlete stuff, like I, triathlon stuff. I'm, that's not my realm. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, if you just want to get stronger, you want to feel good about yourself, you want to enjoy life, um, 
uh, I saw a hashtag the other day, memories over macros. And I love, mm. um, you know, there's, there's no reason to, you know, and it was, it's funny. I read it and, and Ashley and I were, were having a date night and we were going to have pizza and, and there's new pizza and beer place that opened up. And it was like the perfect timing. Cause it's like, I'd rather have this memory of going to a new restaurant and having a great date night with her than being locked in and folks, well, I can't eat that because I only have 17 grams of fat left. And, and you know what? Sometimes I'm like that. And she's, she's probably going to, you know, she's going to like, you did that the other day. And it was like, well, yeah, but you know, it was a Tuesday and we were just eating at home. Um, but, <laughs> you know, if it's a special occasion and like, Hey, we can go out and enjoy ourselves, you know, enjoy it, embrace it. And you know what? You might have to make up and maybe it's a busy weekend, maybe Fridays and Saturday. And then turns into Sunday, fun day. You go over, you just got to buckle down the next week, but don't beat yourself up over it. Don't be feel guilty about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And don't try to make up for it in one day. You can right. spread it out. Like this is one of the, the most, I think important things is if you mess up in a three day window, then make up for it over the next seven days. Like move right. your level of analysis back so that you're not making these huge changes within one 24-hour period. Like you can go 48 hours, you can go 72 hours. Like you can spread it out in a whole week. And as long as you're averaging out, you're good. Yeah. You're good. And, and I hope, I hope, people that are, are starting with me or are willing to stay with me for so long. Cause like I said, I haven't gotten to this point of writing it all out and hopefully my followers will listen to this and see this and, and see that there is an endpoint, but it's, it's just starting that groundwork, you know, and it's, it's the same thing. Like, Hey, what are your maintenance calories? Mm -hmm. You got to find that. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. Where are we at workout wise? I can throw a workout at you. And if it's too hard for you, if it's too intense and you can't move the next day, that's not a good workout for you. Yep. Um, but, you know, a lot of times that's what, what personal trainers will do is like, oh, this is the leg blaster 5,000 extreme and you're not going to be able to move the next day. And, but why? I, if I can't train the next day, then is your one day of training really better than, than, than three consecutive days of training? Right. Yeah, man, it's accumulate volume over time. Like that's the name of the game. And it's no different with your diet. Accumulate yeah. consistency over time. Like it's all. And that was, so it's funny. So the, the, uh, the program that I wrote with David, the, and it's the sticks and stones Imperial stout program. Um, it's, it's five lifts. It's the five, same five exercises done five days a week. Um, mm. And it, it sounds kind of, I was, I've explained it to people and it's like, yeah, I, I do bench, you know, uh, my, you know, I did bench squat deadlift and, uh, pull-ups and one other, I can't remember what, uh, I do it every day. And mm -hmm. they're like, what do you mean you do it every day? Well, yeah. I just, I do, a, I do a couple warm up sets and then I have two working sets and then mm -hmm. I only do two sets of five. It's not to fatigue you mean, but if you don't train to fatigue right. and failure, then, uh, are you training? But instead of getting my volume in this one session, I get my volume throughout the course of the week. And, uh, it's fun. You know, it's, it's easy. I can go in, you go in, you can knock it out and you start getting really good at your lifts. 
mm-hmm. um, and and you get stronger and and you feel good every day. Um, and it's just a different approach. And, and, and instead of, it's just different ways of hitting volume. And I, mm. I think we both shared it at one point, but it's all diets are the same. You're just eliminating a certain food group to uh, hit a calorie deficit, whether it's eliminating fats or carbs or uh, processed foods or the amount of time that you can eat. They all hit the same approach. They're all the same thing. You're all, yep. you're, you're eliminating a, you're, you're finding a way to get in a calorie deficit and training programs are kind of the same. You're, you're instituting, um, a volume overload at some point. It's just, they're different to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it might be upper lower. It might be three total body days. It might be push pull. It might be a little bit every day. Um, but it, it can't be all out. And if you're not tracking your weight, if you're just going in and throwing like you have to be really in tune with your with with your ability to lift to just go in and put weights on the bar and see progress. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a that's a special person that can just hey this is what I need today. I'm not writing anything down. I'm not tracking anything. Um, all based on feel. Yeah, yeah, most most people cannot do that. I I I have to have a guy. I have to have at least something on paper to look at. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it's, you know, there has to be some bit of progressive overload either daily or weekly, you know, and usually it's weekly. Um, but yeah, so. I love it, man. Well, how can people find you on Instagram and anywhere else you're at? What's your website? How can, if people want to, who are interested, so, want to learn more or so the, the, sign up, what do they do? The website is, is uh, squatsandhops.com, um, and you'll be able to find most of my information on there. Um, on Instagram, it is squats underscore and underscore hops. Uh, that's me on Instagram, and then on Facebook, it is squats and hops one. Uh, yeah, you can find me on on Facebook, Instagram, um, and there's, you can send me a DM, you can email me, um, squats and hops at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send me an email, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Squats and hops.com that has all the links to the, the programs and that's the actual blog. That's the website. That's where I'll put out most of the information. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I do post some stuff, but my, my longer, more in depth. If you want to get more in depth with it, um, definitely check out the the, the website. Um, but yeah, that's... yeah, man. The the post you just did on macros, I I thought sounded slightly familiar, and but I really appreciated it. I was like, man, this is this looks really good. So um, well, I guess yeah. I, I I tried to tell you at some point, science is science. And, that's and right. And there's there's <laughs> There's no, there's not a way to rewrite facts. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that, that somebody reading it saw, I made sure to link your book to it. Um, there was a awesome. link. In there. Hopefully you'll get like maybe one, you'll probably get one sale. I don't have a whole lot of traffic right now, but. Hey man, one is better than none. So yeah, absolutely. I'm not greedy. I don't want, I don't have to sell all the books. You know? <laughs> No, I appreciate that, man. And uh, 
thanks for coming on. It's always good to catch up with you and it's always good sharing a beer or two. And yeah, Um, you you don't have to go through life without enjoying certain foods, certain drinks. Like you can, you can make it work. You can make it fit. So it's not always a beer. Maybe it's not always or a cupcake or a burger. So that's right. Alrighty, y'all. Go check out Squats and Hops. And uh, thanks for watching and listening. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.